thanks for being here. My name is Araya, and this is my podcast to talk about pretty much anything. Like so many others, I live a really busy lifestyle. I work full-time, I go to school full-time, I try to make some time for my self-interest, passions, care, and also be a present wife in my marriage, show up for my friends, you get the point, live a balanced lifestyle. So sometimes you'll hear me putting my super long commute to work to use and recording these podcasts on my way to work. I hope you get some motivation or inspiration to keep showing up and collecting all the magic you can out of life, or even just hear some you might relate to. Either way, remember there's only one you, so I'm super happy that you're here today. So fairly recently, I saw some friends posting about why Rapunzel mattered so much to them on Instagram, and I'm not going to be talking about Rapunzel today, although I do adore her and find her very relatable in many ways, but it inspired me actually because lately I've really been in a frozen mood, and it's been honestly the whole past year. I've just really had frozen fever ever since uh, Into the Unknown, Frozen 2, but really since the first movie, Um, just overall, and we're going to get into why. So, for anyone who may not be familiar with the Frozen story, or particularly, specifically, this time I want to be talking about Queen Elsa. And a lot of you have probably already seen it, or at least familiar with the story, but for those of you that aren't, um, in the second movie especially, Queen Elsa is dealing with this calling that she's hearing. She's hearing something calling her, she's hearing a voice, she's hearing a pull into an unknown place, and her powers are kind of like reacting to it. And she doesn't really trust herself to go and do this. The first movie centered around her really believing that she was a monster and believing that she could cause so much damage and that she really just shouldn't be around others into learning to trust her powers and kind of control it. And in the second movie, she's still very, very controlled, very uptight. And she's worried that this thing, you know, is calling her, you know, she feels like she's already had her adventure. She's already done everything. She has a home. She has a palace. She has family. She has structure she has things going well there and so she is worried that this calling for something more something beyond something greater is really just going to lead her to mess up or destroy something or is herself not being trustworthy again and I relate to Elsa in so many different ways one in the sense of you know you can have it really good and you can feel guilty for wanting more or to feel like you're meant for something more you could feel like maybe you are actually kind of crazy maybe you should just be grateful just settle down just silence those voices inside you telling you to go for something more and also I also relate to not really trusting myself a whole lot as someone who's really struggled with mental health particularly depression my whole entire life um and when I was younger I really struggled with self-harm and suicidal thoughts and a lot of things like that I learned you know I kind of had that you're crazy label you're absolutely crazy something is wrong with you you can't trust your own thoughts um and on top of that you know I was always a really really curious child I asked a lot of questions that weren't really allowed a lot of the times I grew up in a really really strict religious household and I had a lot of my own thoughts and ideas outside of that and a lot of questioning outside of that and when I kind of stepped outside of those lines I was um reprimanded with a lesson that you're kind of you're evil you're bad or you know you are those are all lies you can't trust any of that don't question don't trust don't think for yourself because all of the thoughts that you're having for yourself are wrong and are not good and cannot be trusted so 
I really struggled a lot with always feeling like my own ideas or my own self probably couldn't be trusted, probably was going to lead me to destroy everything and hurt people. And also because I struggled with depression, I felt like sometimes that was validated because when you're depressed, sometimes you don't always act as your best self. And sometimes you feel like you're a bummer to be around or you're a burden or you're not, you're bubbly. You can't really be there for people. You just feel like a fun suck and things like that. And so you have this validating loop going in your head going, you know, I really am not the best. And I really, you know, I really should just be more like others or things like that. So it was a long process for me to start to unlearn a lot of the shame around myself and my own ideas and to start to realize that maybe, you know, I wasn't a person just to be ashamed of and ignored. And I didn't always have to perform a role that I learned and maybe I should start listening to what I actually thought. Maybe I should start questioning the things that I was taught and start listening to how I truly felt from my own heart and my true convictions and my true self. And who was I really when I was not performing a learned role? Who was I when I was truly myself? And I was so scared to trust that person. I felt like, oh my God, I was going to be out of control. I was going to destroy everything. I make so many mistakes. But slowly I realized that person inside me was actually a really cool person and someone that I really wanted to get to know. And if not anyone else, who was going to get to know that person? I feel like in a way, it's a weird way to think about it, but... Um, And I've heard one other person on a podcast. I wish I would have caught her name. She was a guest speaker and I should have looked it up, but look it up because I do think this is not an original idea of mine coming in my head. I feel like I've heard this somewhere, but I heard someone once kind of refer to it as like you were given to yourself to be, to take care of you. Like almost like you're, you know, if you arrived on this planet and you were given a person to take care of, like here is, um, she, she called herself Liz. So she was like, here's a Liz. This is how it works. This is how it operates. This is how you take care of it. And I sort of started to view that as myself as someone, instead of just like locking her away and erasing her and silencing her and covering her up with this other person that I had become to survive, who would I be if I didn't have to survive, you know? And how can I get to know this person? How, instead of being ashamed of my interests and wondering, are they cringe and are they approved and are they right to have, just appreciate that I have them and think of myself as my own friend. Like if I met a person that had these interests, if I met another person, for example, that had, I feel like I'm explaining this in a really, really weird way and I might've like have lost some people. So let me try this in a different way. If I met a person like me who loved Disney and who loved to dance and who was a super hard worker and who had really big dreams, even though she came from a place where they were really unlikely to happen. And she'd been kind of an underdog and she had a bit of, you know, struggle and and a long way to go, but had overcome so much, but sometimes struggled from trauma from the hard things that she'd been through. I wouldn't judge that person or put them down or say half the things to myself that I act like people you know, like I'm way harder on myself, I guess, than I would be if I met myself in another person. And so I started to try to really treat myself with the same kindness that I would show myself if I was meeting myself as a stranger. And I started to think about if I met myself as a stranger, how excited would I be actually to have myself as a friend? And when I think about it that way, not in a narcissistic way, but just in an honest way, I do believe that I would be a friend I would be happy to have. 
I know I'm compassionate. I know I'm caring. I know I'm really loyal to the people I care about. I know I try my best. And I know that I try to be creative and I have interests and I have some things to contribute in this world. And when I start to look at it that way with a little bit more kindness, and there are some days, you know, like anyone else where I really struggle and especially with depression and stuff, there are thoughts that say, I don't have anything to contribute. I don't belong here. But I really try to challenge those thoughts more and more these days. And I try to say to myself, no, don't listen to that voice. You do have something to contribute. Every person does. And I want to say to anyone else who's listening to this, you belong here. You're here for a reason there is literally only one of you so we need you here and we want you here because there's only one of you and you're not replaceable and we want to see what you have to give and I want to extend myself that same kindness because I know that that is what I believe for other people so I want to start claiming it for myself and when I do it makes me feel like I do have a little bit of power in me and that's an exciting thought to think that maybe I do have power in me maybe I have something to give maybe I have more in me than I even know yet and it feels like I've already gone through so much I think that's one reason I really relate to the Elsa analogy because in the beginning of the second movie she feels like she's already gone through so much surely her story is already over but she's only just beginning to explore all of the things that she has inside of herself to give and she actually is not something just to be feared not something that holds the power to cause damage even though she does hold the power to cause damage she also holds the power to cause incredible healing and because of the things she's gone through and who she is she has a unique perspective to walk both worlds and I try to view that way with myself too you know I do have some trauma I have some difficulties that I have to overcome because of the things that I've been through in my life but I've also been granted a unique perspective of now I can empathize I can relate to so many people I can relate and empathize to people that have experienced you know homophobia and discrimination and even internalized self-hatred and sexism and depression and poverty and being crushed and failing and having to really be patient and persistent in your dreams sometimes feeling lost feeling scared not knowing how it's going to work out in the end, having to show up and just try anyways, not knowing, you know, how it's all going to pan out, but just doing what you know is the next step and doing it in good faith. So many scary, shaky things that I've gone through that are really, really, really hard. I have to be honest. I I'm not, you know, it's hard to be glad you went through those things because they're so painful. Like, for example, my brother, when he took his life, um, I was in the house when that happened. And like, you don't wish that on anyone and you're never going to be exactly thankful you went through that. However, I can say, I guess I am thankful to be able to offer empathy and compassion and perspective um, that... I wouldn't have had before if I hadn't gone through hard things. I think it did build my character and I think now I don't judge people in the same ways. I'm really a lot more of an empathetic person and I'm a lot more understanding to the fact that people are not always what they seem and there's so much more to people than you understand on the eye and life is really complicated and painful and hard. So, I don't know. Um And so with Elsa, you know, if she hadn't have gone through everything that she did in that first movie, she might not have been ready to take on this insane challenge in the second movie where she really had to master herself and master all of the different elements and really be reborn. Um, Spoiler alert for anyone if you don't want to know, but spoiler alert, she is 
you know, she dies and she's literally reborn and she has to go through all these crazy trials to unlock a higher power in herself that she never had before. And sometimes as cheesy it is for some people, they don't get it. They're like, oh, that's just a children's movie. You're so immature. But for me, it is inspiring. And I think anytime you can find some joy or something inspiring, go ahead and take it. And I relate to that. I feel like I have had to die a lot of mini deaths to unlock the power per se in myself but I'm hoping it's leading to something greater just like she had to step out in faith literally when she was crossing a dark sea that could have killed her she didn't just listen to the fear instead she stepped out in faith and crossed it to try and find out of Holland and she tried to find the place that she had to believe inside her really existed and so sometimes you have to be crazy sometimes you have to believe in the place that other people around you can't hear and can't see but you feel inside yourself that you are meant for and is out there for you and keep that hope keep that spark alive keep it help you moving and that's why I relate so much to her and I'm so thankful for her message and her story There's this part in the movie that I feel like is really powerful and underrated where Elsa says to Anna, I feel like the voice that is calling me is good. She believes that the voice is calling her is good, even though, you know, it seems crazy to people around her. And Anna looks at her like in disbelief. She's like, how can you say that? Don't you see our kingdom? Don't you see what it's doing? You know, don't you see the turmoil, like the rocky path it's putting you on basically? And she goes, I can feel it. My magic can feel it. And that is sometimes how it feels about things that you love, at least how it has been in my life. I mean, for me, so much of the things that I loved in my life, I was told were really, really bad. Like, for example, I, you know, I am someone, it just, it doesn't matter how hard I try, I cannot change this about myself. I love fantasy. I love storytelling. I love imagination. I love creativity. I love art, but I love fantasy. I love Lord of the Rings. I love Disney, Nintendo, all of it, but I've always loved Disney and I've always loved magic magic anywhere I can find it and I was not allowed to love magic growing up I wasn't allowed to love Harry Potter and Disney and Barbie and just all of it my mom really didn't love the sorcery aspect of it and so I tried and tried and tried to like push those things out of myself and to reject so many of the things that I enjoyed and I was passionate about and to find other things but you know you are who you are and you love what you love for a reason and throughout my life even though I tried to be many other people, I would eventually find my way and come back to the things that I truly loved again and again and get put back onto my path of calling and find myself drawn to a lot of the same things, a lot of the same magic. And instead of fearing myself and instead of forever telling myself I was bad or the things that I loved were stupid or childish or wrong or didn't have a place for us or just weren't important in this world, instead of putting myself down for my interests, I decided to just start embracing them and exploring who I was with fresh eyes and believing that maybe I'm drawn to the things I'm drawn to for a reason, maybe I'm called to the things I'm called for for a reason, and maybe it's time to stop doubting that and tearing myself down and instead start embracing it and see where it leads and believe in and trust in myself and my instincts and what I have to offer and that my passions and those things about myself are indicators on my path and my personality and my interests and who I am is who I am for a a reason. I am exactly who I am for a reason and there is only one of me for a reason and I don't need to try to be anyone else. I don't need to try to love other things and it's okay if other people don't get it because they're not me and they're not gonna live exactly how I want to live or do exactly what I want to do or be interested in the same things or get it the same way I get it or be moved by it in the same way that I am because 
they're not me. And so they're going to have their own things they're passionate about. And that is what adds diversity to the world and makes us stronger together. But I need to stop flinching away from the things I like, stop downplaying and find more confidence in myself, find my voice more, be more realistic, be more authentic and find a little bit more bravery just to own what I love and to explore more parts of myself that I denied myself before because maybe I was taught that they were childish or silly or unimportant and instead take those parts of myself, those interests and those passions as seriously as I take other things. I mean, of course, I've always been really praised for being good at working hard, at keeping a job, at being responsible, at, you know, being disciplined, at doing my schoolwork, things that are very stereotypically praised as successful in the world that are all about discipline and sacrifice and logic, I tend to find that those things are praised much more than when you indulge in being, you know, whimsical or fantastical or adventurous or joyful. Um, Those are seen as very frivolous, as naive, or perhaps, you know, tone deaf or just, I don't know how to explain it. They're just not taken as seriously, especially girly or feminine things. They're seen as very um, disposable to the world and unimportant and I just want to take all parts of myself seriously. And I want to do that for other people too. I, instead of being judgmental, I want to, instead of looking at what is better or worse or this or that or ranking or judging, I want to look for what does this have to offer? What can I learn from this? What can be enjoyed about this? And I am trying to learn to extend myself the same grace as well. But of course, it is so hard after a lifetime of controlling myself and putting myself down and restricting myself and being very uptight and holding back and again that brings me back to Elsa and how you know I just admire she goes on this journey of learning to let loose of learning to explore more of herself that she denied before of unlearning a lifetime of isolating of um putting herself down and of feeling of denying herself things and of denying herself confidence in the voice and the instincts she feels and really not allowing herself to fully see what she could do because she was so busy putting herself down and so busy holding herself back um, because she thought that if she trusted herself it would all go wrong and I just relate to that journey so so much and I find her story especially the story arc in Frozen 2 so inspiring. The examples I have go beyond just, you know, being told that magic and whimsical and fantasy and fun stuff like that are evil. Um, One thing that was really hurtful for me growing up as a bisexual person was hearing that I was an abomination and also really, 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 really being scared to come out, feeling like I had to choose to be another way, um, really hating myself and acting very regretfully, performing a role that wasn't myself, betraying myself by being a person I wasn't for so many years because I was scared to lose my living situations and be homeless and I have lost my living situations before and I've been making it on my own basically since I was 17 and so you just, you, it is survival and the stakes of that and as someone who did not rely on their parents financially and moved out at a really young age and 
you know, it, you, it is very scary in the world, and it's very real, some of the threats you face, and hearing those things growing up over and over from tons of people, like, I went to churches where hundreds of people used words like abomination and disgrace, and that was so hate, hurtful for me, and to witness that hate be normalized on such a large scale, and of course, you, when you see, like, hundreds of other people disagreeing with you, even though you know in your heart maybe you're right, and that hate isn't the answer and cruelty isn't the answer when other people are doing it on such a large scale you start to wonder am I the crazy one and of course that compiled on top of all of the other things I already had going at home for many other angles you know negating emotions just it was a thousand different little things that added up for me but it also just that was one thing that really really stuck out and was painful for me and so I again relate to Elsa feeling like an abomination a monster both in my struggle with mental health feeling literally hearing that word referred to people like me with my sexuality both in not in growing up in a religion that wasn't really the right fit for me and wanting to explore other things that I was always told was evil and would have horrible horrible consequences if I did explore other ideas and other ways of living and just lots of things like that where I really was conditioned to believe that everything I wanted everything about myself was evil and wrong in so many ways so learning to trust myself learning that I wasn't just something to be ashamed of it wasn't evil and it was actually things to embrace that might actually have strengths to offer the world and I would feel so much more comfortable and confident and free and there was another side to that and that I could learn to live not just tolerating who I was but being proud of who I was and really being who I was for a reason and finding meaning and purpose and joy. It also again kind of parallels Elsa's story to me in many ways and is one of the reasons I love seeing her character arc and her journey and learning to be so proud of herself and learning you know even though she has a role that's expected of her that she performs very well at for many many years she starts to unlearn that role unlearn you know who am I outside of Arendelle who am I outside of this role I've always prepared for always conditioned myself to be outside of being a queen um maybe there's something more to me beyond all of this something a across the sea, something far away, and as a person who loves to adventure, that wants to live abroad, that dreams of that great out there, that just feels like, you know, even though I have done a lot of things well, and I've performed well, and fulfilled some roles well, I still feel like there's more out there, and more to me, and more beyond this, and sometimes you feel guilty when you're like okay well I should just be lucky to have survived all of that I should just be lucky just to still be here probably like how she did feel after the first movie you know she's like you know I feel I should just be lucky to have you know come out of isolation to have survived all that to be queen to have succeeded I shouldn't push I shouldn't rock the boat I shouldn't ask for more and yet she does and that is something that I find incredible and something that I really relate to that you don't have to just stop just because it's good and you can listen to that voice inside you that says maybe you are meant for something somewhere else something greater maybe you can keep listening to who you are on the inside and keep going on the journey even if other people don't completely get it and even if you're not a hundred percent sure what it's going to lead to yourself but um yeah i grew up kind of learning a message maybe unintentionally that love was abandoning yourself 
that you sacrificed yourself, you erased yourself, or sometimes you put aside your own health or your own needs to be loved. So love was associated with abandonment for me, um, especially in abandoning yourself to try and get love. That was an example I witnessed and internalized a lot and something that I did myself too in a household that had a lot of expectations and rules on what was allowed and what wasn't, what would have severe consequences and what didn't, what would be accepted, what would be belittled. And so I had a person that I tried very hard to be and something that I thought was what I should mold myself into and I very I went through a very painful process and till I eventually learned that trying to be something you're not is just the most excruciating thing it it really is I would rather be punished in the worst way for being what I really am to be honest at the end of the day than forever try to keep up that masquerade um it is so miserable and betraying yourself is just the worst kind of betrayal and so but when you've learned that love is self-abandonment, it's hard to unlearn those patterns, right? And I kind of admired that theme a little bit. I saw in Frozen as well, and maybe I'm just projecting, but I did kind of see it a little because Elsa learned that, you know, to love her family well, to love her people well, was to abandon herself, was to set aside who she was, was to hide it, was to conceal, was not to feel who she was, was to perform a certain role, was to perform a certain duty. And even in the second movie, when she feels that calling, when she feels... Um, an instinct inside herself. She doesn't want to listen to herself. She doesn't want to explore awakening, you know, earth, air, fire, water, um, and explore this magic and incredible calling and things that she can see because she feels like she needs to continue upholding a role. She's scared that listening to herself will mean rocking the boat for the people around her. And so often I feel that as well, you know, like if you're striving for college, you won't be able to give the time maybe as much to other people. If you want to move abroad, maybe that means that some people will have to miss you for a year or however long that is you know sometimes chasing your own dream can mean inconveniences for others even when you really love those people and you even are thinking of them um and so it takes bravery to do what you know you're meant to do especially when you truly do love other people and you're not a selfish person and you do have such love for other people but love doesn't mean abandoning yourself doesn't mean abandoning your own journey your own identity and your own purpose just to keep those other people happy and comfortable and I think that that was an incredible message to see with Elsa and Anna learning to not be so codependent with each other and that sometimes you have to take independent journeys and Finally, one thing I love about Elsa is she's open-minded to different ideas and different peoples and her and Anna unite two different people and fix the conflicts of the past and that actually is one reason I really love Disney. I know that not everyone agrees with like the corporation side of it and that's maybe a topic for another time but like honestly the brand and the storytelling and what it stands for side of it has always really resonated with me and I love that you can go to Disney parks in so many different countries um, you can have those experiences with those characters across the entire world and so many people across the entire world relate to these themes and these stories and these characters and I really find it inspiring and motivating and really cool that stories and characters can unite us globally 
and that we have so much more in common than we could ever realize or measure in so many different places across the world and I find it empowering when we do find something that we can all enjoy together and it's cool to me that like when I went to Tokyo you know like they're enjoying the same characters the same experience as me and we have something even though we don't speak the same language I mean yet I'm studying but even though we don't speak the same language and we haven't had the same background and we don't know everything about each other and we're strangers we both know the story we both relate to these characters in some way but both feeling the same excitement the same joy the same recognition kind of like how we all look up and enjoy the same moon and the same sky and the same sun and the same stars and I hope that we sometimes can just remember these things that we all love together and bond together and take care of them together because when you step back and realize the beautiful things that we can make as humans that we can all enjoy together you realize that life in the future could be so incredible um, if we can just find a way to work on what we have in common and create things that we can all enjoy and share together and that's what Disney means to me on a greater level so seeing them represent connection and merging the divide in that story was also something that really stood out and was really powerful to me and is one of the reasons I have so much motivation and love for Disney and my dreams overall um and yeah so Anyways, that was my rant for today. I hope you guys enjoyed talking about Queen Elsa and Frozen with me a little bit and hearing a little bit about why I relate to her and why she's important. And um, yeah, hopefully I can get this up soon. Hope you guys are having a great day. Thanks for being here. Bye.